have former Alabama players dominating the NFL Combine, Nick Saban still on his search for that new strength and conditioning coach, and folks, you have made it to the end of your work week. You know what time it is. Friday, TGIF edition of the hottest show on the streets, best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information you will find anywhere. This right here. In my own words, the podcast with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. But the show is more than me. I got my man, John Ivory. I call him JP, but John Ivory handed in the ones and twos from behind the scenes. Definitely cannot do this show without him. And each and every time as we're broadcasting to you from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, streaming this live, not just from YouTube, but also Facebook and Twitter. We encourage you to drop a thumbs up, give a like on the show, and hit that subscribe button. What that does for us here at TDA is to allow us to continue supplying you, providing you with the best in news, notes, and coverage on your favorite program, that being the Alabama Crimson Tide. It's because of you the Tide football fan, we're over 8,000. That's right, over 8,000 subscribers strong on YouTube. So definitely want to continue encouraging you to grow the network, the brand, and the channel. Got a jam-packed slate of topics to get into tonight. We'll start things off with a couple of updates. And from those updates, we'll look into what does Alabama need in terms of a new strength and conditioning coach moving on from Scott Cochran. Got a couple of guys being interviewed as we speak. Chris Dawson had an interview recently, the uh, strength and conditioning coach from Kansas State. And then it was reported or I've been told that David Balu out of out of Indiana is at the program visiting and also interviewing with Coach Saban on the strength and conditioning job. So we'll touch on what does Alabama need in that area. Then from that, we'll look at the former Bama standouts, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs III, and one Jalen Hurts. All three dominated the combine. We'll touch on all three of those performances. And then from there, we'll dive into one Scooby Carter, who is back in the transfer portal again. The redshirt freshman from Texas back in the transfer portal. What does this mean when you look at Alabama secondary? We'll go through all of that. And your phone calls, texts, tweets, thoughts, concerns on this edition of the show. But first and foremost, dive into some updates. People, as always, when you have a younger sibling, whether it's a younger brother, younger sister, you love your sibling, you appreciate them, you value them, but sometimes they like to pop off at the mouth and you just gotta put baby boy and baby girl in their place. Let them know who really run this thing. And in the sense of football, the Auburn Tigers, former former, former Auburn defensive back, Noah Igbenogany. Noah Igbenogany, one of multiple players representing both Alabama and Auburn, at the NFL Scouting Combine this week. He spoke to reporters on Friday and basically said Auburn has become the best team in the state. He said he he believes Auburn has come around to be the best team in the state and coming up in the next few years, everybody will see it. He's stating how Auburn's gonna be better than Alabama in recruiting and in just everything. And for me, looking at uh, Igbenogamy's statement here, I get it. 
Auburn won the last two of three Iron Bowls. I understand that. They won in 2017. They won this past season. Alabama won in 2018. But let's not forget the two uh, rivalry games that Auburn won. They both came at Jordan-Hare Stadium. I mean, they both came in Auburn. They both came in Lee County, the place where, you know, Auburn gets all the calls at home. The referees give Auburn all the calls. So it's not like you're beating Alabama in Alabama. You want both of those games in Auburn, the place where, you know, witchcraft and craziness goes down. It goes down at Jordan Hare Stadium. But to, to make my point, folks, on his statement, Auburn's got to come to Tuscaloosa this season. Auburn's got to come to Bryant Denny Stadium, which they which they rarely fare well in Bryant Denny. They have not fared well in Bryant Denny. And when you're facing an Alabama team that has not won or did not win a national championship in the last two years, when you're facing a Nick Saban that is making alterations on his coaching staff both, both on the field and off the field, when you're facing a Nick Saban that wants to continue to always be the best in college football, that's going to be a big deal right there. So looking forward to this year's edition of the Iron Bowl. But fans, we'll get to your thoughts. 205-448-1358. If you have a thought, comment, or concern of what Noah Igmanogby had to say, you will get your chance. 205-448-1358 on the other side of the break. But that's just that. Also, fans, set your calendars for March 13th. Friday, March 13th, the first day of spring practice for the Crimson Tide as the 2020 edition of this football team gets ready to take the field. So Friday, March 13th, first day of spring ball. But dive into the first topic of conversation, that being what does Alabama need in a new strength coach? Parting ways of Scott, parted ways of Scott Cochran. What does Alabama need in a new strength coach? Now, Aaron Feld, the head strength and conditioning coach at Oregon, visited with the program, did not interview, but visited. In terms of guys that I've actually interviewed, we look at Chris Dawson out of Kansas State was one that interviewed. Dawson, 20-plus years of experience in strength and conditioning. He's, he's entering his 11th season at Kansas State, has been there since 2000. So from 2000 to this upcoming 2020 season, been there for uh, quite, from 2010, excuse me, to this upcoming 2020 season. Chris Dawson has been at Kansas State for quite some time, so he's got that experience. But not just Chris Dawson, it was reported, and I heard myself from close sources, that David Bongu of Indiana, not just visiting, visiting the campus, but also Bongu, has had an interview or is having an interview with Coach Saban. Bongu, who played college ball at Indiana from 1997 to 99 as a fullback, he was the strength champion for the Hoosiers after his time as a player. He was a coach at Avalon High School in Indiana for 14 years as the strength and conditioning coach at Avalon from 2002 to 2014. During that time, we're looking at six state titles in multiple sports. He produced 80 Division I athletes during his time 
at Avalon High School. From there, he spent two years at IMG Academy, 2015 and 2016, as a strength and conditioning coach, the head guy. And when he got, when Balu got to IMG, this was when the program really took off in terms of its speed training and its injury prevention training. He really took them to the next level in both of those two aspects. In 2017, uh, Bongo went to Notre Dame as the co-director of its strength and conditioning program, helped the Fighting Irish have a 10-3 and season in 2017, conditioned the likes of running back Josh Adams to have a 1,000-yard season, 206 carries, 1,430 yards rushing, nine touchdowns. He put two offensive linemen in the top 10 of a 2018 NFL draft, that being offensive guard Quentin Nelson at pick number six, and offensive lineman Mitch McGlinchey, or Mike McGlinchey, excuse me, Mike McGlinchey at pick number nine, the offensive tackle. Both of those guys win top 10 first round of the 2018 NFL Draft. And on top of that, that 2017 offensive line for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish with David Bonlu won the Joe Moore Award for the best offensive line in college football. So a very good resume that Bangu has. And uh, he has spent the last two seasons with the Indiana Hoosiers, including last season, 8-5 and five record, its best record since 1993. So a good resume in terms of David Bangu, a good resume in terms of Chris Dawson, both guys being interviewed, or Dawson has already interviewed, Bangu was interview today as Nick Saban trying to find who will be the replacement for Scott Cochran as the director of strength and conditioning, head strength and conditioning coach Cochran at Georgia now with Kirby Smart. But just for me, when I kind of look at the aspects that I look at in uh, what does Alabama need in a strength and conditioning coach, first and foremost, I like a young guy. You know, I like a young name, somebody that can bring fresh energy, fresh enthusiasm, a fresh perspective, just just a young face, somebody that you can really kind of relate to. That'll be number one. The number two thing I would look for in a new strength and conditioning coach is somebody of whom uh, they have a philosophy. It's a strong philosophy. It's a great plan. They are firm in that plan. They are solid in that plan. They have developed that plan. They have confidence in it. But like I mentioned before, they're not afraid to be flexible. They're not afraid to alter some things, to change some things, to mix some things around for the betterment of the program, for the betterment of the players, and things of that nature. And then also a guy that can relate to the players because you're dealing with young men of different backgrounds, different walks of life, different socio-economical looks. You're dealing with a whole bunch of guys here. And you can't coach every player the same. Sometimes you got to be tender with the guy. Sometimes you got to be rough on a guy. Sometimes you need to be more tactical with somebody. Some guys you have to get in on them because they need that structure. You're dealing with some men some young players that come from a background where you have mom and dad at home. You're dealing with some players that come from a background that don't have mom and dad at home. They're raised by uncle. They're raised by auntie, big cousin. They're raised by grandma and granddad. So when you're dealing with this spectrum, 
You got to have a guy that can reach each athlete. You got to have a guy that can reach each player and that has the means to tutor or to mentor or to develop each guy in a different way. And then last but not least, Alabama's got to have a guy that can mesh well with Jeff Allen, the head athletic trainer, and Amy Bragg, the head nutritionist. In terms of Jeff Allen, we know what he does. He is on the cutting edge of technology. He's looking at the data, he's observing the analytics, and he's finding different ways to manipulate that to make it even better. He's tracking the performance. He's tracking the effort. He's tracking all the things from behind the scenes that makes Alabama football special. And if you can have a head strength and conditioning coach that can get with Jeff Allen, that can match the analytics together, that can match the performances together, that can match the effort together, that's really, really, really huge. And then if you can get somebody that can also mesh well with Miss Amy Bragg, who does an unbelievable job of making sure the young men here at the University of Alabama, they're eating clean, they're eating healthy, she's prepping the meals, she's counting the carbs, she's counting the calories, she's making sure these when these players eat that food is converted to fuel and when the guys come in, one of the first people they meet with is Miss Amy, Miss Bragg, what's on the menu today? How can I eat better? How can I do better? How can I make sure my body, Miss Bragg, is in top tier peak physical performance. I'll be a lean, mean killing machine and she's putting them in a situation to be successful in terms of the meal plan. So if you can get somebody that can mesh well with the brainchild of uh, Jeff Allen and the nutritionist that is Amy Bragg, you are in a very, very good spot. But uh, there are a number of different guys that Nick Saban will try to interview, will try to bring in uh, the two guys right now, Chris Dawson of Kansas State's been interviewed, and also David Bangu of the Indiana Hoosiers has been interviewed. And it's critical that you know Saban gets the guy quickly just due to March 13th, as I mentioned, Friday, March 13th, set your calendars, folks, the first day of spring practice, the first day of spring ball, and you would like to have a strength coach in before you kick off practice. Now, of course, they've got some assistants right now working with the players. Uh, Tyler Owens, one of the assistants. Josh Chapman, one of the assistants. So it's not like nobody is working with the players. You've got some guys that are going through that fourth quarter program with those guys, and they know the videos and the tendencies that Coach Cochran had prior to him leaving. But it's highly important that before you go into spring ball, before you transition into, you know, getting Alabama back on the field and sort of unveiling the 2020 version of this Crimson Tide team, you want to have a head strength and conditioning coach in place and be able to get the the ball rolling from there. So me, young guy would be good, a guy that has a plan, formulates that plan, confident in that plan, and a guy that can mesh well with Jeff Allen and Amy Bragg would be good for Steven. But we're going to go to our first break here on In My Own Words, the podcast. Don't touch that dial. When we get back, we dive into your phone calls, thoughts, questions, and concerns after this. Every 
sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care in support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. We're back into the action here on the hottest show on the streets, best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information in my own words, the podcast. Yours truly, Stephen Smith. And right now, folks, this is your time. 205-448-1358, the number to call in to let your voice be heard. 205-448-1358. But it looks like we already got a couple of callers in the queue. And we take our first call on a Friday. You're live on in my own words, the podcast. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, how you doing there? Yeah, this is Mike from Kentucky, man. Uh, I've been digging into this Aaron Fields guy, and just the more information I can dig up on this guy, he is just a consummate professional. And the he just seems to be the perfect fit for the University of Alabama. Uh, he's just unbelievable. He's first and foremost, he's for player safety. And just his methods, I mean, conditioning has come so far since I played ball. You know, we went to the weight room and we did upper body one day, lower body the next. This guy is just on a whole nother level. He really is. And, uh, I mean, he really is. And, And like I've mentioned before, just seeing what he did at Oregon, that kind of sold it for me because you don't look at Oregon as a physical team, as a tough team, but he he toughened that program up. In two years, he has really toughened up that program. He did. They had a nasty offensive line last year. I mean, nasty offensive line, nasty defensive line, especially with uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, you know, ripping through there, creating havoc. But if if you, if you couldn't get failed, I know failed has not interviewed, he visited, but if you couldn't get failed, who would you be comfortable with Alabama getting, Mike? Gee, I'm not, I'm really not versed on that, but I just, you know, I heard his name pop up, so I dove into it, and I'm just super impressed with this guy. I really, I'm really hoping we get him. I mean, he's the second coming of Cochran. Just like I think Bryce Young's the second coming of Tua. I saw, I noticed uh, Bryce Young two years ago when he played IMG Academy. I get into high school football because, you know, that's where the talent pool is. And I thought, yeah, wow, what a kid, man. But he's going to USC. And then now that, I, now that Bama flipped him, man, I'm just like, oh, yeah. Now, this kid is phenomenal. I would strongly suggest that any of your fans out there pull up some games on this kid. Don't watch the highlight film. That's just fluff. Watch this kid in game situation. He sees the field and just unbelievable. I mean, I'm the guy that said he was extraterrestrial good, bro. You're talking to him. Um, 
Bryce Young is just unbelievable. Mac Jones is going to have a hard time hanging on to a spot, but I like the Mac too. Don't get me wrong. Got got mad respect for Mac. He's been around. He's paid his dues. He deserves his shot. But I, I'm just I can't wait for the A Day game just to see Bryce Young in action. You can't wait for the A Day game, Mike. I can't wait for March 13th, the first day of spring practice. But my man, appreciate the call. Keep listening to us. All right, Stephen. I love your show, man. Roll tight to you, brother. That was Mike calling in there, giving us some info on Bryce Young there. And now we go to my main man. We go to Wayland. Wayland, you're alive on In My Own Words. What's on your mind, man? Man, I'll tell you what, Stephen. It's the weekend. There's no doubt about it. Friday night. Friday night. Uh, I was shocked there when you started the show off with this young man from Auburn. Um uh, stating uh, that uh, Auburn is maybe becoming or slightly becoming the best team in the state of Alabama. Oh, man. Have we legalized marijuana in this state yet? (laughs) Talk to me about this. Waylon, I mean, I (laughs) understand that Noah Igbenogany is a confident individual. I know he was part of the two wins in the Iron Bowl that Auburn got you know, 2017 and 2019. But once again, when you play the Iron Bowl in Auburn, you're going to get the calls. Like, this past season, there was no way Auburn should have gotten that field goal. The the seconds ran off the clock. You can obviously see Nick Saban in a tirade. He's upset. There's no way Auburn should have gotten that field goal. There's no way. No, no. Excuse me there, Stephen. Uh, there's no way, not in the rule book. Uh, I, that's just, uh, I hate to even go back and think about it. This makes me sick to my stomach. But anyway, we'll let the young man have his opinion. We're all entitled to that. We live in the wonderful United States of America. But uh, I see we have a few more guys coming in for the strength coach. So I hope uh, Mr. Nick hires us a good guy here in the next few weeks. And uh we get all of that worked out. Uh, who do you think may be the uh, lead man on this? Have you uh, got a little insight there, or have you got a feeling it's running through your body, or what do you think? Well, David Bongo interviewed today out of uh, Indiana, like him, who's your guy, has a great resume. Uh, Chris Dawson of Kansas State interviewed a few days ago. Uh, he has a good resume. My thing is, Nick Saban's the man that's making $11.1 million. He'll make the call. <laughs> That's right, Stephen, but we'll get out of here. We know the queue's going to be full, but we always leave with the same old thing. You know how we do it. we gotta have got to have our three hearty chuckles a day. Roses are red, violets are blue. Thank the good Lord for TDA Magazine, Stephen M. Smith, J.P., the weekend, and our main recruiting man, Justin Two. We'll catch y'all Monday, if the good Lord's willing, Stephen. Be good. Appreciate you waiting. Leaving us with... The awesome poetry to wrap up you know, that call there. Looks like we got one more in the queue. No, we go to the chat line right now as you guys blowing us up here on YouTube. Got the chat line going in. Let's see here. We got we got Harold Patton. Harold Patton writes in, we need to get the strength coach from Oregon. Anything else is probably a failure. I wouldn't really say that, Harold. I wouldn't say that. I mean, Aaron failed is good. He's good. He's elite. But Bangu has a good resume. Chris Dawson has a good resume. Me personally, I would love for Alabama to pick up the phone and call Mike McCoy. 
I mean, that's the guy. I mean, you talk about a guy that played for Nick Saban, was a part of the first national championship team in 09, a leader on that team. He stamped Nick Saban as a champion. Of course, Scott Cochran got Mike McCoy into the strength and conditioning uh, realm. He goes down the IMG, works hard, learns the craft, learns the business, and now McCoy not only – a founder or the founder of Warehouse Performance Institute in Bessemer, Alabama, but just does such wonderful work in the community. He helps around with seven schools, including Hoover High School in the Birmingham area, relates well to youth, relates well to high school athletes, college athletes, pro athletes. The guy has a great mentality. I mean, if I, if I was Nick Saban, I'm picking up the phone, I'm calling Mike McCoy. I mean, that's somebody that real deal bring one of the real ones bring one of the ogs back home and mike mccoy is an og in every sense of the word so absolutely uh we go down to we go down to tanya tanya dietrich tanya dietrich writes in what happened with the oregon dude aaron failed did visit i guess he was not granted or provided an interview he did visit now Am I saying he will not get interviewed at all? Not saying that. Possibly could. Don't know, but he did visit here. Uh, continuing with Willie351, who writes in, I'm good with fail. Say, I'm good with fail. Just saying he's he ain't the only strength coach out there. Just got a cool stash. Yes, Willie351, Aaron Fail does have an iconic mustache. And I agree with you. He's not the only strength coach out there. He's top tier. He's elite. He's legit. But there's other guys out there. And I go back to something that you know Nick Saban tells these players. He tells them, hey, just trust me. Just trust that I'm going to get the right guy in here. And Nick Saban's going to do that. And we got Travis Williams writing in. What's up with Scooby Carter? I don't know, Travis. I don't know what's up with Scooby Carter. I, I, I don't know. Is he in the mystery machine? I mean, I don't know what's up with, with Scooby Carter. We'll, we'll dive into him later on in the show. Talented young man, very good athlete, and a guy that has a lot of tools to bring to the table. But for the second time, he just finds himself in that thing called the graduate, called the transfer portal. So we'll see, you know, what is going on. So yeah. We got here Hancho Frito who writes in, I honestly think Cochran was too hard on the players. He had too many season-ending off-the-field injuries in the past few years. I think, I think him leaving was a good move. Hancho, I, I echo that. I mean, I like what Cochran did, but it was time for a change. It was time for a reinvention. It was time to get somebody new in here. But we're going to go to another break here. Continue to light us up in the chat now. We're going to go to another break here. Upon our return, we dive into the former Bama players who blew up that NFL combine. We'll be back after this. want delicious homestyle cooking, sushi, and hibachi, check out Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. At home and you can't get away from the TV because the Crimson Tide is about to score? Don't worry. Delivery is also available through Waiter and Crimson To Go. That's Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And make sure you let them know the good folks at Touchdown Alabama sent you. 
Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama. Alabama.com today and roll tide. We got the TGIF edition of the show rolling in. Thank goodness it's Friday. I'm the hottest show on the streets. Best form of Crimson Tide football news, notes, and information. I'm yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. In my own words, the podcast, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, and we dive into the former Bama players that dominated the combine, that dominated the workouts on Thursday. Those three individuals being Jalen Hurts, Jerry Judy, and one Henry Ruggs, the third. All three individuals made themselves some money, created huge, massive value on Thursday inside Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. And just starting this off here with Jalen Hurts, I mean, so many people coming into this event looked at him as a developmental quarterback maybe a fifth round guy fifth to fifth to seventh round guy maybe he should play running back maybe he should switch positions I don't think he could be a quarterback and Jalen Hurts throughout every interview said I'm a quarterback I'm a quarterback I believe I'm a quarterback I think I'm a quarterback and that's that and he just gave everybody the business on Thursday at the combine I mean 40 time ran a very ran an official time of 454 a five, a 45440 just blazed that moving at 61 222 pounds jumped a 35 inch vert which was tied for third among quarterbacks had a 10 foot 5 inch broad jump which was tied for first among quarterbacks and then when you look at the on field drills he went out there and just cut the ball loose. He hit on every single throw. He had NFL scouts just baffled. I mean, Daniel Jeremiah, former NFL scout and current NFL analyst, he kept saying, I don't see Jalen Hurts dropping past the second round. And then you have Bucky Brooks, another former NFL scout, comparing him to Dak Prescott. And then you had former NFL quarterback Kurt Warner, who won a Super Bowl with the St. Louis Rams, Pro Football Hall of Famer, he kept saying, guys, I just see so much good with Jalen Hurts, guys. There's some things he may need to clean up, but I see Russell Wilson. I see Russell Wilson, guys. There's just so much good when you look at Jalen Hurts. And then Lewis Riddick, another NFL analyst, kept saying, he kept saying two quarterbacks he really liked, Jordan Love out of Utah State and Jalen Hurts out of Alabama, And, of course, Oklahoma. I mean, Jalen hit on out routes, on post routes, on fade routes, on deep balls. There was even one out route that he threw. Y'all, that ball was so sexy. Jalen looked at the camera and gave a devilish grin because he knew he hit on that throw. So, Jalen Hurts made big money at the Combine. Daniel Jeremiah saying he doesn't slip past the second round. I honestly feel like... There's going to be a team between picks 18 and 32 of the first round that may think, you know what, should we roll the dice and get Jalen at the bottom part of the first round? I mean, why not? Should we not roll the dice and check it and take a chance on that? So 
Jalen Hurts made him some money. Jerry Judy made him some money at the combine at wide receiver. Now, I understand a lot of people feel like, well, Judy ran slow. He didn't run in the four threes. He didn't run in the four twos, Steve, and he was slow. Like, what was wrong with Judy? People, if you know Jerry Judy, you know speed has never been his game. His game is route running, footwork, manipulating defensive backs at the top of the route, that's his game. Breaking in and out of his routes cleanly, that's his game. He has never been a speed guy. And for someone that's never been a speed guy, he still ran 4-4-5. He still ran a 4-4-5-40. That is good time for one Jerry Judy. He ran a 4-4-5-40. He jumped a 35-inch vertical. He had a 10-foot broad jump. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. And in the on-field drills, once again, Judy breaking clean out of his routes, separating himself, coming in and out of the break. Just clean, effortless fluidity. That's Jerry Judy. And if you walked in to the combine thinking he's the number one receiver on the board, if you walked into the combine thinking he's a top three at wide receiver, then you walked out of Thursday thinking the exact same thing. He put the money in the bank. He cashed out. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. Now, Henry Ruggs, <laughs> Henry Ruggs was the story, the most memorable combine I've ever seen in quite some time. He, he came in already blowing people away. 10-inch hands. He already came away blowing people away with the hand size. And then the 40 time came so close to setting history, came so close to trying to get John Ross's record of 4-2-2. Now, he came out of the break a little off there. The same thing that happened to Tony Brown and the previous combine, Tony Brown of Alabama, of course, it happened with Henry Ruggs. He came out and the the uh, the official you know, blew the whistle there and he had to go back and start back over. Kind of disappointed about that. But even with that being said, ran a verified, an official 427. You talk about picking it up and putting it down. Henry Ruggs picked it up. Put it down 42740. The fastest 40 of this year's class. But in the history of the combine, Henry Ruggs is 427, tied for sixth. Sit tied for sixth fastest in combine history. Great job there for Ruggs, a guy that's known for speed, but also his vertical. A 42-inch vert. Talk about get up, young man. Get up, bruh, bruh. Get up. Henry Ruggs did that. I remember seeing a video that was posted on social media of him playing basketball at the University of Alabama at the rec center, and he had hops then. Just stole the ball, went down the court, did the little, did the little 360 windmill dunk. I mean, man, Henry Ruggs got a pogo stick in his shoes, got spring in his step. 42740, 42-inch vert, a broad jump of 10 feet 11 inches, Henry Ruggs did it. Now, of course, at the end of his second 40 run, 
he had a, he had a little slight injury to you know his thigh. He was seen icing down his thigh on the sideline. I believe he's okay. Hopefully he's okay. He didn't pull anything major because definitely he will want to come back to Alabama and be able to have a really strong pro day. So hopefully he is okay. But in terms of just the way he performed in the combine, fast forty, hops in the vertical jump, good broad jump. Henry Ruggs made him some money and concretely has himself as a top 15, top 20 pick going into the NFL draft. But just getting back to Jalen Hurts, folks, I was proud. I, I, I was so proud of his performance at the combine that I'm literally filming with my phone just what he did. The out routes he was able to throw, the post patterns he was able to throw, the deep balls he was able to complete. He was in unison. He was in sync. Footwork looked crisp. Dropping balls in the right spots. Leading receivers in the right pattern. And like I said, once again, there are some things he's going to have to clean up. There are some things he's going to have to still kind of improve upon. But this was good. This was good. This was a solid showing by one Jalen Hurts at the um, NFL Scouting Combine. And then for Jerry Judy, a guy that's not known for speed, did put in a solid time at that event. But along with those three individuals, you had Jedrick Wills, who's running the who's operating at the combine today. Jedrick Wills with a 40 time of 509, and he put it down today. And Wills dropped eight pounds in training for this event. He his playing weight at Alabama was 320 pounds. He comes into the combine at 312 at six foot four. He mentioned that he was going to do some freakish things. He was going to drop some freakish numbers at the combine. Jedrick Wills doing just that today on NFL Network. A 509.40 had a 34 and a half inch vert, which was second among offensive linemen, doing a fantastic job. And of course, throughout the remainder of the week. We're going to get to see the linebackers, that being Ter uh, Terrell Lewis and Anthony Jennings in terms of Alabama, the defensive line, there lies Raekwon Davis, but also the defensive backs when you talk Xavier McKinney, Trayvon Diggs, and Shaheem Carter. But just dissecting Jalen Hurts, looking at Jerry Judy, and also Henry Ruggs III, all three guys did an incredible job. And just going back to Henry, you may have not gotten John Ross's record, Henry, but Jalen Waddle, think about it. Jalen Waddle next year, Jalen Waddle, the 2021 NFL Combine will be coming full fledged for that record set by John Ross. So to me, just Jerry Judy, first rounder, high first rounder, top 10 pick, possibly even top 15 pick. Uh, Henry Ruggs, to me, top 15, top 20 pick. And then uh, Jalen Hurts, if you get him in the right system, I believe he's made money for himself. Second rounder, possibly could be even late first rounder. If you get him in the right system, if you get him around the right coach, if you get him around the right offensive coordinator, if you get him with good players for him to work with and um, develop, develop with and grow with, I mean, this man can potentially be a perennial pro bowler, a perennial all-pro guy, and possibly at some point could win a Super Bowl. I mean, just think about it for a minute. 
Patrick Mahomes at the Combine did not have the fastest 40 time. I believe he ran it at 4.8, but hit on all of his throws. And lo and behold, Patrick Mahomes, a Super Bowl champion. So when I look at Jalen Hurts, ran a good 40 time. He, he showed in his throws that he has worked on this. He has trained on this. He has hooked up with a coach. He has made huge, huge, big strides of improvement. I'm proud of that. I mean, when I, when I looked at guys like Justin Herbert of Oregon, Jacob Eason of Washington, even Jake Fromm of Georgia, there were times where I felt like they were aiming the ball. They were not really cutting it loose, trusting their instincts, and just putting the ball out there in the air. They didn't start cutting it loose until middle way toward the end of the on-field drills. Jalen Hurts cut it loose from the first throw. From the first slant to the first post route to the first fade to the first go route to the first out route, Throughout the entire time he was on the field, Jalen Hurts cut it loose. So, huge kudos to him, Jerry Judy, and Henry Ruggs at the Combine on Thursday. But, that's going to take us to another break here on the show. When we get back, we dive into more of your phone calls, thoughts, questions, texts, and concerns right after this. Town Menswear in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. We are back into the conversation here on a Friday. Hottest show on the streets in my own words, the podcast. Yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And we've made it back to your time. Your time once again, ladies and gentlemen, 205-448-1358. The number to call in to let your voice be heard. 205-448-1358. You can also text with that number, leave a voicemail with that number also. Now, if Twitter is your thing, you can tweet the show directly at In My Own Words TDA. That's at In My Own Words TDA. You can tweet me directly at Coaching M. Smith. Once again, that's at Coaching M. Smith. But 205-448-1358, that number to let your voice be a part of the conversation. But we're going to go to the chat line here for just a moment at Willie351 writes in I can dig Mike McCoy he had Trent looking like a new man a few years ago yes he did he had Trent looking like a new man he's got Blake Sims looking like a new man right now as Blake is back to playing professional football he's got Christian Jones looking good so Mike McCoy the real deal would love to see him get that phone call at some point uh, Tanya Dietrich writes in Ruggs with a bunch of exclamation points. Henry Ruggs is a beast. He lit it up at the combine. 42740. 42 inch vert. I'm telling you, if I'm 
the Raiders, the Broncos, the Packers, the Saints, the uh, the Eagles, any one of these teams I just named, pick up the phone, get Henry Ruggs, draft him, quick twitched, instant offense. You've already got folks comparing him to Tyree Kill of the Kansas City Chiefs. So Henry Ruggs did his thing at the combine. Continuing with the uh, with the chat line here, Muddy Waters writes in, Stephen, when did y'all get bricks? <laughs> well, Muddy, uh, the good Lord did it, man. The good Lord brought those bricks to us, man. He caused Moses to part the Red Sea, and he gave, in my own words, the podcast bricks. So uh, thank the good Lord for that. Uh, we're going to continue with the, um, with the call in queue here. We got my man Mark Rogers writes in. Mark Rogers, amazing work, Stephen. Keep keep going strong of the analysis. Thank you, Mark Rogers. Appreciate all the appreciate all the opportunities you have given me to be on Mark Rogers TV. So thanks to Mark Rogers writing in there. Let's see here. Continue with the chat line. We go with Tanya Dietrich again, who writes in, NFL is built by Bama. Nobody need to worry. Alabama has put a lot of players in the NFL draft. About 29, 29 of the 32 NFL teams at least have one Bama player. I'm going to fact check that. But I believe it's 29 of the 32 teams that have a Bama player. So Bama doing what it's got to do. Nick Saban doing his thing. Uh, Travis Williams writes in, is Tony Brown with an NFL team? Yes, he is. Tony Brown is with the Cincinnati Bengals. I hate that too. Tony Brown is with the Cincinnati Bengals. He was let go of the Green Bay Packers. He cleared the waiver wire, and now he is picked up by the Cincinnati Bengals. So that's where Tony Brown is now with Cincinnati. Uh, Let's see here. Continuing with the call, we continue with the chat line. And as I continue, if you got a thought, question, or a concern, ladies and gentlemen, you know the number 205 448 1358. Once again, 205 448 1358. Then let your voice be heard on the hottest show on the streets, that being in my own words. But as you're getting your thoughts together, we're going to continue in the chat line here, trying to find some very Cool questions. Here we go here. Uh, let's see here. We got at Nick Saban Jr. Well, I think I already read that one. Let's see here. RTR. RTR man writes in. I would I would get the Red Baron as the strength and conditioning coach. He has the look. The Red Baron. Who is referred to who is referred to as the Red Baron? RTR man. Write that in. Who is referred to as the Red Baron so we can get a Get something on that. Wayland writes in Auburn who? And refers to Noah Igbenogany, who talked about, you know, Auburn becoming the best team in the state of Alabama. I, I mean, everybody's entitled to an, their own opinion. I get it. I understand it. But let's see what Auburn does this year. That's all I got to say. Let's see what Auburn and the Gus Bus do this year. But Got a caller in the queue right now. You are live on In My Own Worst, the podcast with Stephen Smith. What's on your mind? Uh, hey there, Stephen. Uh, this is Marty. Um, I want to get your thoughts on uh, uh, two of them. What the combine they're talking about, he and uh, Joe Burrow and stuff like that. And 
Um, is he still, in your opinion, uh, have an opportunity to possibly go to number one, seeing the risk and met with him? But I'm just wanting to know if any team that might be trying to trade up for him. And just want your thoughts on that, and uh, I'll hang up and listen to him. Love the show. Uh, roll tight. Appreciate the call there, Marty. With Tua, Tua continues to get positive information, positive progress on his hip. He and Joe Burrow were both seen talking you know, at the Combine. The Redskins are interested in Tua. Of course, with with uh, Ron Rivera now as the head coach, Scott Turner, the son of North Turner, as the offensive coordinator. As much as both guys do like Dwayne Haskins, they're not opposed to drafting Tua. Now, to me, do I want to see Tua in Washington? Though it'll be awesome seeing an Alabama, a former Alabama offensive player, to pair with Cam Sims to be with the massive defensive players that the Redskins have drafted from the University of Alabama. It'll be cool seeing Tua go number two to the Redskins, but when you have the Detroit Lions at three who are thinking about Tua, Miami at five, just so many teams in the Tua sweepstakes, he still goes top five, top ten, but the Redskins at two, I'm not sure. I think if I'm Washington, I'm taking I'm taking Chase Young with that number two pick. I'm just saying. If I'm the if I'm the Redskins at number two, I am taking Chase Young from the Ohio State Buckeyes with the number two overall pick. But appreciate the call there coming from Marty. Uh, once again, guys, 205-448-1358. But I'm going to call in to be a part of the conversation. 205-448-1358 on a Friday. But... And continuing just to chat and I, uh, before I get back to the chat and I, we got another call coming in. You are live on In My Own Words, the podcast with yours truly, Stephen Smith. What's on your mind? What's on your mind, caller? We got another caller in the queue right now as, as, as one guy try as the guy tries to get himself back in, but got another caller in the queue. You're live on in my own words. What's going on? What's on your mind? <clears throat> hey. What's going on, Steven? Love the show. Uh question I have for you is who do you think is gonna be the um the strength and conditioning coach? Like what percentage? Um, you know, how would you stack the, the candidates up and, and you know, your your percentage wise on who gets the job? That's tough, man. I mean, it, it's tough. I mean, right, right now, Bangu, David Bangu interviewed today, so he would be, he would be. I, I would have him. I would have him at seventy-five, between seventy and seventy-five, because I like the philosophy he brings. And when you hear him talk, it's like Nick Saban in someone else's body. So I like Bangu, Chris Dawson. I like his resume. I don't know if he fits or not. So I would kind of have him more so at around 30%. I'm not sure. Does Aaron Feld of Oregon at least get an interview? I would like for that to happen. Will it happen? Don't know. It could. So right now, the leader in the clubhouse for me, if it's not failed, it would be David Bonlu of Indiana. Just because if you look at the resume, he... Uh, has a lot of experience. National multiple championships as a high school strength and conditioning coach. Went to IMG, beefed up their speed program, beefed up their injury prevention program. Did work at, at uh, Notre Dame. Doing work at Indiana. 
So right now, my leader in the clubhouse would be David Bono. Awesome. I appreciate that. How about how about Mike McCoy? I've heard a little bit. I saw, I saw you wrote an article about him earlier. You think I want him to get a phone call. Or- I, I, I really think Nick Saban should consider it. I think he needs. I think he deserves a phone call because it, it gets no better when, when you talk about the Bama factor than having somebody that played here, that knows your system, that knows what you're about. And Mike McCoy was one of 13 Schumer recruits that bought into Nick Saban's philosophy. He could have easily bailed out and said, I ain't buying into Saban. Forget Saban. I'm a Schumer guy. But Mike McCoy stayed. He stayed and he stuck to the process. I want to see Mike McCoy have a shot. But definitely appreciate the call there. We're going to go to another break here on the show. When we get back, we talk one Scooby Carter. My boy, back in the transfer portal again. We'll touch on him and what it does to the Alabama secondary after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies when you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection. Go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. We are back into the action, folks. In my own words, the podcast, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And we look at one uh, Jeffrey, otherwise known as Scooby Carter, the uh, defensive back for the University of Alabama, who has put himself in the transfer portal yet again. He was in the transfer portal once before in November of last season, 2019, before later removing himself. But he's back in the portal again, one of one of multiple defensive backs that Alabama signed in its 2019 class. Uh, Scooby Carter, a native of Mansfield, Texas, at 6 feet, 186 pounds, played in three games last year before taking his red shirt. And uh, this is my biggest gripe. When you look at the transfer portal, okay? This is my gripe with the transfer portal. It promotes the easy way out. It enables people. You're seeing less and less players want to fight, want to battle, want to grind, want to compete anymore. It's become, uh, if I'm not the guy immediately, well, I'm going to go somewhere else where I can become the guy. Or if I'm not the guy immediately, I'm gone. Why sit there and wait? Why sit there and compete? Why sit there and battle for something when I have the transfer portal? I can just put my name in there and go somewhere else. The transfer portal enables people. It it, it pacifies athletes. Now, I'm one that I want to see athletes play. True. I want to see athletes get their shine on. True. I want to see young men be successful. Absolutely. But in the words of my man, Meek Mill, there is... 
there are levels to this thing and there are avenues to where you have to get this type of stuff done. Now, for me, the only two reasons where I feel as though it's perfectly fine for somebody to go into the transfer portal, reason number one is if you have an athlete that's played a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, three games this year, five games this year, seven games this year. I mean, he, he gets the playing experience. He gets a little time on the field, but he's not a starter. He's not a marquee contributor. He does get his degree, so he fulfills the educational requirement of why he's in school. But then he feels like, you know what? I've got my degree. I played a little bit, but now I want to go somewhere where I can be the man. In that aspect, fine. Cool. I'm okay with that. Go somewhere where you can be the man. You've played a little bit, you've got your degree, you fulfilled the educational requirement, that's fine. That's the first option. The second option would be if a person is just buried on the depth chart. If you're buried on the depth chart, if you know that people are just passing you over and you know for a fact you are not going to see the field, then by all means necessary, okay, fine. If there's a number of people at your respective position, fine. You go over the transfer portal, no harm, no foul. But in the case of Scooby Carter, Alabama graduated five, Alabama graduated four defensive backs of the NFL draft. Four defensive backs of the NFL. Trayvon Diggs gone, Jared Maiden gone, Xavier McKinney gone, Shaheem Carter gone. Scooby Carter, this spring, would have had an opportunity to compete play and probably start anywhere in the secondary you got four guys gone to the nfl draft in that sense why not battle why not fight why not compete why not show nick saban show carl scott the cornerbacks coach show charles keller the safeties coach that you are a bad man that you are a bad brother that you are the best on the field especially where you're gonna have an opportunity because aside from Patrick Sertan II, who has the most starting experience on the team, nobody else has a lot of starting experience. Daniel Wright has played. Jordan Battle has played. Josh Job has played. Marcus Banks has played. But after Patrick Sertan, there's not a lot, if any at all, of elite starting experience on this team. And I don't get it. When... March 13th, spring ball, first day of spring ball, your behind is the transfer portal, and you actually have an opportunity to get on the field, fight, battle, compete for a chance to play. And, and the young man's talented. Scooby Carter is gifted. Scooby Carter brings a lot of tools, brings a lot of diversity to the table, and you have a chance, and you just bolt to the portal. You just bolt out to the portal. I don't get it, man. I mean, I, I really don't get it. I mean, I take myself, for example. I have never been a D1 athlete, okay? I've never been a D1 athlete. I played three years of high school ball at uh, Francis Marion High School. So, but for me, I was never one to quit. I was never one to bolt out. And I just remember my junior year of high school, we were playing Dallas County, and one of our players got hurt. And everybody... You had nobody going in to fill in for the guy. And I subbed myself in the game. I got off the bench. 
I put on my pants. I subbed myself in. Coach wasn't even looking at me. I just go flying onto the field, and I'm thinking I'm going to catch the ball. Of course, they didn't throw me the ball. They said, Steven, you're a decoy, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. I showed that I'm going to be on the field, and I don't know what will be the next move for Scooby Carter, but in the transfer portal. But as always, people, you want the best in news, notes, and information. When you discuss Alabama football, you want to be the envy of your friends. You download the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. It's very simple. You can get this from your iPhone app store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you got the Android phone. We got the podcast options, whether you have iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Overcast.fm. Folks, we got you covered. If the good Lord sees fit, ladies and gentlemen, I will be back on Monday. Continuing the conversation of Crimson Tide football. But as always, I leave you with my favorite three things. It is the weekend. Husbands get down to business with them wives loving on them. It's the weekend. Wives get down to business loving them husbands. It's the weekend. Children, no school, but get them chores done. Get those three hearty meals a day and those three great laughs a day. Until next time, you've been rocking with your man, Stephen M. Smith. Peace. This has been in my own words. 